Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Donnie, aka Elevated, and Jenkins. What's up, Jenkins? Hello. And this Not is gonna be. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just chilling, man. <laughs> I'm having a good time here, man. Sweet. Well, this is gonna be a new series. This is like a pilot episode of a new series that we're gonna try out. And it's gonna be called The Journey, and this is gonna be basically a pub journal for the two of us, where we're gonna just kind of gonna shoot the shit a little bit about our experiences in the pubs for the previous week and we're gonna try and do this every week and just kind of like maybe you guys will be able to pull some ideas of what heroes we like what heroes we think are good or just kind of maybe even you know sympathize reminisce with us a little bit about your terrible teammates or maybe even some good moments in pubs if that's a possibility um so anyway this is episode one of the journey and we hope you guys enjoy it so that being said jenkins how have your pubs been going this week this is going to be a depressing series for people. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we can all be depressed together. You know, uh, okay. sometimes that's what you need, right? You need to know that somebody else is going through the same shit that you are. It's true. It's true. You need to know that somebody else has their entire outlook on life determined by how <laughs> they're performing in their favorite video game. <laughs> yep. This is how it's always been for me since I played RuneScape, World of Warcraft, if things are going bad in game, it's so depressing because, you know, it's the thing that you come home and and that's what you do. That's, you know, people go play their little pickup baseball or soccer or something like that. And we play Dota. That is what we spend our recreational time doing. Probably too much recreational time. But with that being said, when things are going well, it's euphoric. <laughs> it is. And that's probably the issue, right? euphoria is generally associated with addictive drugs and uh <laughs> you know euphoria happens when mm. you win a game of dota so i don't know never, I don't want... <laughs> never heard that a word before you know i don't right. i don't know what that means we'll pretend that that word wasn't spoken in this in this video uh my pubs have been good for the past couple of days uh which is great because before that, I had a really rough spree. Uh, I know you were in my stream a little bit watching some of that. Um, and this is kind of a topic that I wanted to talk to you about sure. during this, this video. Uh, just the concept of, you know how in Dota you will get a griefer on your team occasionally, maybe one out of five games. It's just the game, you know, it's emotional. People lose their minds. I think the higher rated you go, it's probably a higher percentage of games. But let's just say for simplicity, one out of five games, you get a griefer. There's, there's a, you know, 20% chance you get a griefer. So you know, statistically speaking, sometimes you'll get two griefers in a row. Sometimes you'll get three. Sometimes you'll get four. Because, you know, if you play enough games, you will just have a, a bad streak. It, it's going to happen. It's not just, you know, you. It's, it's everybody. It's going to happen to everybody. What I want to talk about is what happens when you get many griefers in a row and you start feeling like your pubs are unwinnable and you're just on the losing team every single time. And that just kind of gets into your head. And then at a certain point, you actually start playing bad and are the reason that you're losing <laughs> the majority of your pubs. But the line is so blurry because you've lost so much and it's hard to tell at what point it's just a normal game and something is just setting you off because of that initial spree of of griefers. Like I feel like that always happens to me where my skill actually degrades because because of the initial griefers where 
I go into games and I'm just lazy about things because yeah. it's like you're already apathetic. Anyway. You're you're already apathetic from the previous two to five or ten games that you played. That happens to right. me as well. Like you get so used to being miserable in these games if you're just like on one of those kind of binge queuing streaks or just having a series of really terrible games. And like you said, you know, sometimes you just automatically lose a game and there's nothing you can really do about it. And sometimes because of statistics and because we play a ton of Dota games, you're going to get multiple of those games in a row. And when that happens, it's going to feel like every game is going to be like that forever. And yeah. so you just go into your next game, but you're like, surely this next one can't be that bad. But you're already defeated, and so you go into the game, you're just like, you expect your teammates to be dumb, you expect them to be griefers, you expect them to play poorly, and so you end up being the one that is the problem, because instead of doing very basic stuff, like maybe rotating when you see somebody being dove, you're just like, they're just being, they're just, they're, they're just shit. You know, they're being dove because they're shit. It's not because I could actually help them, and this is a play that I would make if I was thinking rationally. Uh, it's just like those lo- right. those little things. That's that's like the switch. Is once that starts happening, then it's all your fault from that point on. Yeah, it's like what's the point? We're gonna lose anyway. This is gonna be like all the other pubs. Uh, but with that being said, I want to ask you, for you, what is the turning point when this is happening? when you go into that apathetic state, what lets you turn it around and go back to just normally playing pubs? Um, so for, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard. I think that the, sometimes it, it depends like how deep you are in the hole, I think. Because, <laughs> and that's, that's legitimate because if, if you're not that deep into the hole, sometimes it'll just be as simple as playing like shit and being carried by your team. And then you get a you get a win under your belt and you realize, oh, my teammates aren't all terrible. Like I was the problem in this game and we still won. So all I have to do is just play normally and we're gonna be fine. Yeah. Um but I think when it's when it's worse than that, when you are legitimately losing yourself games over and over and over, the only way is to just stop playing Dota for like twenty four plus hours. Like yeah. um and I think it you have to stop to the point where you actually turn on your computer and you don't just like automatically click on the dota icon and you're just like you have a conscious decision i really want to play dota and i want to try out this hero and i want to try out this build or i want to do something interesting other than just being like all right i'm home and now i'm in dota you know yeah actually to kind of expand on that point um ellie and i were talking about this concept of a lot of people say, I don't have the reaction time to play high-level Dota. That's a, ve- a very uh, common excuse. And I was explaining to Ellie that, you know, in the past couple of days, I've gained a lot of MMR. I'm, I'm getting closer to 7K, I'm about 6.7K now. And I, I would say that's, you know, that's pretty high. You might expect me to be somebody that has decent reaction time, but I have the reaction time of a plum. <laughs> like, literally, of, you know, of, uh, in, in inanimate fruit. Um, so I, I, I don't have good reaction time, but when I'm actively thinking about the game, this is an example that I was, you know, talking to her about, uh, if you, for example, are thinking actively about the game, right? Enemy team pushes your high ground, you push them out, and then you walk out into the lane that they were pushing and you think they're going to fake back. 
So I'm going to have my finger on the BKB button and be ready to press that. That's going to look like really fast reaction time, but that is really just a good understanding of the game and actively thinking about the game. Right. But if you are a worse player, you're going to think, oh, they backed. I'm going to go, I'm going to go farm this. You're not going to have your finger on the BKB button because you are not anticipating the fake back, which is a relatively common play. And to bring this back to losing your mind in pubs, and playing when you actually want to play Dota, if you are not in a, in a state where you actually want to play the game, your mind is going to work slower in processing something like an intelligent play, like a fake back. You are not yeah. going to expect your opponents to do that, and it's going to look like your reaction time is just bad. It's going to just look like you are straight up bad at Dota, and nobody's really going to know why. Everybody's just going to say, you're bad. You're either bad or you're good at Dota, but really it can be boiled down to you either want to play dota or you're mindlessly playing dota and those two things look like the polar opposite one of the most common trends with uh extremely high level pro players you know universe i is that when they have a bad game they just say all right i'm just done with dota <laughs> they yep. just finish they just quit the game because they know whether it's you know intuitive or they're actively thinking about it you know consciously oh i don't want to play because i'm going to play bad they just they just stop and for that reason every single game that they play they're actively thinking about it obviously they have a lot of skill and experience as well and that's going to help out but active thinking really matters and uh what made me start actively thinking about my games again is i basically had a really intense 60 minute game with four rapiers i was chen this really uncomfortable hero that i was playing i was super farmed uh and it was it, like it was straight up a really good game of dota not a stomp and we ended up winning in a ridiculous chen picking up a rapier fashion and yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking at it on your dota buff and pretty much right after that you just went on a big winning streak <laughs> yeah yeah I, I went from like 6,200, 6,300 MMR to 6,700 in two days. And I was just enjoying the game again. I just, I really wanted to play those uh, buzzer beaters. That's what they call them in regular sports. <laughs> uh, are honestly what make you realize like how beautiful and magnificent the game can be. Um, it sucks to be on the losing end of that. That's definitely depressing. And that definitely would have sent me on more of a downward spiral <laughs> if, if I was, you know, if I was on the losing end of that. But, right. you know, it's, it, it really contributes to your win streaks to have games like that and then win. And then if you could have another game like that a week later. So, for instance, I had this Mars game actually yesterday. I doubled down and we won at 50 minutes. Mm. Um, we raxed them, they raxed us, we raxed them, they raxed us. It was this ridiculous, like, throne race sort of game. And uh, I won that too. And now I feel like the past few games of Dota that I've played is li literally the best Dota I've ever played. <laughs> I'm even playing shit that I don't get, like Sven, and, and carrying games because I just really am enjoying the game and I'm actively thinking about it. I, I don't know. Are, are you experiencing the euphoric moments in Dota right now or are you on a downward spiral? Because it, it's usually one or the other. <laughs> no, I'm pretty good, actually. I... um. I had one game yesterday where I kind of lost my mind a little bit and it was mostly because I was kind of just habitually playing. Like I didn't really feel like playing Dota, but I was like, Oh, I've gained a lot of MMR recently. I want to keep that climb going. And so I went ahead and queued for the game 
and it was just bad like everybody on my team was just playing super suboptimally like the the critic in me you know the, the person that analyzes replays was like how is this person like doing this why are they doing this this is so stupid and so i was focusing a lot on what my team was doing wrong and it made me play like shit obviously and so i had a really terrible game and i <laughs> i was pretty toxic to my team uh because they were just like it, you know it was one of those games where i was like hey can you leave my lane please because you're not helping me and if I had just not said because you're not helping me, that probably would have been better, first of all. Uh, yeah. But, you know... Because that's unnecessary information, and it's right. just purely cathartic for you. Exactly. But, you know, as a result, the support's like, what do you mean I'm not helping you, blah, 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 and makes my lane worse purposely yeah. after that. But it's like, okay, so not only is this guy an idiot, but I'm being an idiot by engaging with him. And so that game was bad, but the rest of my games have been pretty good this week. I've won a lot... Um, I played a game this morning where I doubled down. Also, I played Wyvern 5, and I had people fighting over roles to start the game, and I still doubled down because I was like, don't be a pussy, Donnie. You're playing Winter Wyvern. You're in control of this game. And I was. I literally won the game by myself by playing my role to perfection, keeping the lanes pushed out, like making sure that my team that was being super greedy and stupid had as much space as possible just by simply playing Wyvern the way that I know how to play Wyvern. That's a really strong hero, I think, right now. Oh, I, I honestly so good. think it's so good. I honestly think that this patch is supports almost, our gods. Supports our gods a lot, a lot because like a lot of these heroes have Aghanim scepters now, and games go late, and you can get you know get eggs from Roche, things like that. But they also just made supporting easier, like with the ward, with the wards. Yeah, you, you get so much money from dewarding too, so yep. it's legit. I mean, I've been playing a lot of Zeus. I I don't think I've lost a game with Zeus so far on this patch yeah let's I, actually look at our, our our heroes real quick just you know since we're sure. since we're doing a little sure. bit of a pub journal um i mean i've played 31 games in the last week i've got a 61 percent win rate which is a lot better than i thought <laughs> you know it's kind of nice to see that like oh okay i'm actually winning a lot what uh, do i see, what do you see the the win rate for the week um, so if you're on matches and then you filter by this week it should have a little oh, okay. thing that says averages for collected Let's... matches Let's see this week. Where is it? Where do you see the win rate? Um, it's like the right below the filters for me. I don't have Dota Buff Plus, so there might be more stuff. Oh, but it's okay. it's, the, a, it's it's the box 50, right above the hero list. I have a fifty-four percent win rate. Win rate, but you know, to be fair. I was I was losing you know ten games in a row before three days ago. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's that that I, I actually can't believe that it's positive, given how my days have been going. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest: fifty four percent win rate is higher than your career win rate. Yeah, that's good. So it's actually good quite good. <laughs> and with with Zeus, I have an eighty three percent win rate on this patch. Yeah, nice. Mars seventy five percent, which I mean. That's a busted hero, so that's that's a given, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Zeus Zeus is Zeus is a winner, man. Support sniper, hundred percent win rate. Easy. <laughs> Hell it's yeah. Two games. Small sample size, but still feels good. Six matches on Zeus, eighty three percent win rate. I, I really do think that hero, the fact that he gets so much money and experience from D warding and can do it with the mana regen talent that he has extremely easily. 
it's uh it's pretty underrated i i think zeus is one of the best uh four roles right now i agree i'm uh i've got a 75 percent win rate with zeus also with like a ridiculous 8.4 kda um and i'm 75 percent win rate with wyvern as well 75 percent win rate with bloodseeker uh two and one with abaddon and the other two heroes that I'm really excited to play a lot more of for the next couple of weeks are number one, Undying, uh, because I think we're trending towards team fighting being really important. And I think that Undying is one of those heroes that is super strong early, really not good in the mid game unless he's snowballing, which is not very often. And then in the late game, he's actually a incredibly strong hero and he actually has oh, yeah. the opportunity to get to the late game now in a pretty regular basis. Um, you know, once yeah. he gets like the, I've been taking the the zombie damage actually. People do that, and it like destroys people. It really yeah. melts supports. Um, and then you know, hell, if you could get an an ags on undying, it's actually ridiculous how much damage. Oh yeah, it ags ags on dying is is amazing. I yeah, mean, it's, it's it's pure damage. It's it's strength steal. It's very good. Three hundred pure damage every single. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Um, and then the other hero that I played once kind of on a whim the other day and i mean i ended the game with a 25 kda so i absolutely murdered people it was night stalker i played offlane night stalker and this hero is unbelievable in the i'm right, conflicted on night stalker in the because right games. i feel like during the night he's like literally the best hero in dota yes. but during the day he's bottom three he's just worthless during yep. the day yep i think you, you basically have to play him like he's a lichen around the ulti and yeah just it's like a hundred percent you're just farming in the jungle unless you have your ulti and then or if it's nighttime yeah uh, um and and then you look to make plays but you're right like when his ulti is up i mean he he literally gets like he's six, a carry he gets seven or eight thousand gold of net worth just by He's pressing R, yeah. Like le legitimately, you can build you can build tanky items and still do carry amounts of damage. It's it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. He's really great at killing backline supports like Oracle or Zeus or uh, Dazzle things things like that. Yeah. Any like low armor squishy hero, he just he just shreds. And there's nothing that their team can do to deal with you because you're just a you're tanky frontlining hero. You're so as well. tanky. You have free pathing. Like you Unlimited have the fastest vision. attack speed. Yeah, more vision than anybody. You have a silence built into you just by hitting people, basically. Um, yeah, I I watched 33 play him a couple times after I played this game, and 33 play is like probably the best night stalker in the world right now. Um, but I I legitimately think that this hero is extremely underrated, um, especially. Like, just because it, it's it's sort of one of those things where you have to play it in a specific way. Otherwise, sure, you're going to feed because he, he is the worst hero in the game during the daytime. Like, I think it's pretty safe to say that. I think in pubs, it's probably way better than in competitive because in competitive, people will actually play around timings where yeah. Night Stalker's weak. But right. in pubs, people aren't going to do that. They'll just play into you when it's night. Like, that might be one of the more free MMR heroes right now. Yeah, in, in Night Stalker, I think you can. I think may, maybe that's the takeaway from this video. Let's let's talk about what the broken heroes are. What do we think are the underrated MMR winning heroes from from this week of pubs? I, I feel like Zeus is up there. Yep, I'm on board with I that. Think, I think he's underrated. Um, 
I'll agree with Night Stalker. I think Night Stalker's pretty pretty strong. Uh, Chen, you know, obviously that hero, ridiculous. Yeah, super. Even good. if you even if you don't play it well, it's it's got such a high skill cap on it, and still you can play it mediocrely and and win games. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, Winter Wyvern is definitely up there. I think that Wyvern is probably the best five support in the game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I still think Abaddon is quite good as well. I don't think, I think the all of the heroes is that big of a deal. I think all of the heroes that were good in the last patch are still good, except for Drow. I think Drow is... People say, oh, EG picked her. She's still okay. I think Drow is incredibly mediocre, and you could pick like a Luna or something, and it's the same thing as a Drow. Yeah, I don't think Luna's unpickable, but I'm not. I'd, I'd much rather have some Ember Spirit going at you know two thousand movement speed with an Ags <laughs> right as my safe laner than a than a Luna or a Drow at this point. Agreed. Um, I also did want to give a shout out to Warlock. I think Warlock is incredible. Oh, and I agree. Re really good for pubs too, just because you you tend to be able to get farm as a support in pubs. And Warlock is one of the best supports with with farm. I, I'm loving the team fighting supports right now. Team yep. fighting five rolls, and then you just pick lane dominators ever everywhere else. And and as a, you pick a four that can that can scale, a lot of the a lot of the team fighting fives tend to scale really well. Like Wyvern, Warlock, obviously because they scale with your opponents. So, well, Warlock doesn't. Wy Wyvern does. A lot a lot of these heroes just scale ridiculously with levels though. Like they yep. don't need that much farm. And they just scale really well into the late game, and I think I think that's I think I think more and more games are going late because of the the fact that towers are so easy to defend with the armor buff. Yep. I also think that GPM talents are incredibly underrated still. Like <laughs> they've they've been very important, but they're still underrated. I think it's if you if you can at all possible pick a support that gets a GPM talent in the first fifteen levels, and you will be really really happy that. You're a core. You just become a core. Yep, exactly. And that's what everybody wants to play anyway. It's like <laughs> nobody willingly picks support every game, except for maybe me at this point. But uh, <laughs> I I pick support most of the time knowing that I'm going to end up being a core by the end of the game. Sounds about right. Cool. Well, um, we're getting to about 25 minutes. So uh, you want to just call it here? Do you have any other yeah. final thoughts about your pubs? Any like words of wisdom to leave people with? Yeah, don't tilt. <laughs> don't tilt. It's a pretty good rule if you want to gain MMR. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for joining us for this first episode of The Journey. And uh, let us know what you think in the comment section below. If you if you like this kind of content, and like I said, this is kind of like a trial episode, but um, I, think it, I think it could be good. So let us know what you think, and we'll see you in another video.